Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Understanding what's happening in Israel is very important because if we listen to American media, we don't get the story. What we get is Representative Rashida Tlaib, Representative Ilhan Omar, Representative Ocasio-Cortez, Representative Andre Carson saying things like free Palestine. But what they aren't discussing is by saying free Palestine, you're calling for your own levels of violence. Rallies in New York and Los Angeles and Indianapolis, Indiana doing the same. But yet not honest conversations about what it is that's happening, the rockets, which are missiles that are falling. You have news reports of, you see, the Iron Dome, which protects Israelis, may work, but that's also leading to more of the problem. Yet no conversation of Hamas as a terrorist organization. That is the issue. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It is great to be with you. Go to TonyKatz.com, get the podcast, support the show, and don't miss any of the show. You'll get all the information the latest writings there. Daniel Ashheim joins us right now uh, from uh, uh, the uh, Consulate General of Israel to the Midwest uh, on public diplomacy. Sir, good to have you with us. Uh, glad to have the opportunity. Let us talk about what it is we're seeing in Israel right now. What is the latest? So thank you very much, Tony, for having me on the show. What we are experiencing right now is a continuation of a bombardment of missiles shot from Gaza from, by the Hamas terrorist organization at civilians all over Israel, from the north to the south, throughout the cities and metropolis, small villages, aiming at civilians, parents, children alike. And this escalation is continuing. So what Israel is trying to do is to use its moral right for self-defense. And based on that, we are targeting Hamas terrorists in the Gaza Strip, doing everything possible to avoid civilian casualties. And we are, there are discussions in the last few days about potential ceasefire, but we have to guarantee before Israel accepts the ceasefire, we have to guarantee that this is going to be a sustainable, long-lasting ceasefire, which means Hamas terrorists are deteriorated, are also deterred. And we know that this will not something that reoccur again in one month or one week, but we'll make sure this is the benefits of the Palestinian side and the Israeli side. Right but don't we, don't we agree that when you're talking about Hamas, whose charter states uh, the eradication of Israel, how do you have a ceasefire that has any level of lasting? That's a very good question, Tony. As we saw before, Hamas, unfortunately, wakes up in the middle of a bright day, or not a bright day, and decides to shoot rockets and missiles at Israeli citizens. And this is not because of a specific happening, something to do with Jerusalem, as they claimed, or something to do with a holiday, or something to do with another interest. Their interest is part of their ideology. Their ideology is to destroy the only Jewish state, the state of Israel. And by doing that, they are harming civilians, Arab, Muslim, Christians, Jews in Israel, regardless there was a child young five-year-old Muslim child who was shot to death with a missile from Hamas to Israel and you're right this is something will not have a long-lasting peace with them but they have to understand they need to understand that when they attack Israel they don't need to think once or twice they need to think 50 100 times before and it's their choice whether they want a future for the Palestinian people a thriving economy in the beautiful part of the area on the ocean on the sea, sorry, the Mediterranean Sea, or they want to make it a terrorist haven like they're doing now. It's their choice. 
talking to Daniel Ashheim, uh, Council for Public uh, Diplomacy, Consulate General of Israel uh, to the Midwest. It's an interesting way you, you phrased that, sir, and part of it could just be uh, a, a cultural difference in the idiom, or, or maybe you mean it more specifically. The idea of that it's their choice, uh, that, that is, I don't mind that language, mind you, but that's a very direct conversation that Hamas is making a choice. That is a very directed or pointed type of discussion. Have things changed in the view of Israelis on the ground with and how they deal with Hamas that maybe there's a little bit more finality into how this has to happen? Look, we're looking in a real politic point of view. In 2005, Israel did the unilateral disengagement plan from the Gaza Strip, which made it, they gave them the independence to do whatever they want to do with that piece of land. And the Palestinian Authority that controlled there was kicked out in, with force by Hamas terrorist organization, and they killed some, they left others uh, without jobs, and they're controlling their de facto. If we like that, definitely not. If we'd like to see that continuing, definitely not. But this is the current situation on the ground. And Hamas, as those who are controlling and have responsibility currently on that piece of land, had the choice. And in 2005, they could have used the money, the millions of dollars coming in for humanitarian aid in order to build a thriving economy, schools. They could have done tourism networks there. And instead of that, they use it for building underground tunnels all throughout the city of Gaza and throughout the Gaza Strip. They use it to build missiles to shoot at Israelis. So these millions of dollars could have helped Palestinian people, but they chose not to do it. And that's very, very unfortunate. Talk to me about humanitarian aid for a moment. I came across a piece uh, that showed that it was Israelis who still, during what's happening right now, are trying to bring aid to uh, the Palestinians in Gaza, and they are being attacked by Hamas. Is that true? That is true. So Israel, what Israel does, not only this military operation, but also throughout, Israel differentiates very clearly between the civilian population in Gaza and the terrorist regime of Hamas. And by doing that, it's very important that the Palestinian people living in Gaza will understand Israel is not against them. Israel against, are against the Hamas that hijacked the Palestinian people for their causes. And therefore, we allow and we facilitate humanitarian aid coming through the different crossings between Israel and the Gaza Strip. What you're talking about also happened yesterday. Israel allowed trucks with humanitarian aid and supplies coming from Jordan and coming from other places. And the minutes that we opened the crossing, Hamas shot rockets there, so the trucks were able to move forward. The minute they, they put the gas and uh, things inside the Palestinian side, they shot rockets without end, and Israel needed to close it. So this just shows the cynicism and the way that Hamas treats even humanitarian aid, the way they take advantage and exploit it. Talking to Daniel Ashheim, Council for Public Diplomacy, Consulate General of Israel, to the Midwest. In this idea of public diplomacy, you've got you you walk a tightrope, sir. I mean, that's that's just very obvious. It's in it's in the name, and so therefore you're one of the people who has to engage with those in in the Midwest and and throughout the United States of America, who seem to have a view of Israel that Israel should not exist. Congress, these are my words. Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib out of Michigan, who placed a post-it note that said Palestine and put it on top of Israel when she first got in 
into office. Uh, people like uh, Representative Ilhan Omar of Minnesota, who has spoken extremely poorly of Israel and has referred to Israel as hypnotizing uh, the world. Then you have Congressman Andre Carson of Indianapolis, who has uh, lauded people like Representative Rashida Tlaib and has not only not condemned, but has uh, recertified or recommitted himself to his friendship with people like Louis Farrakhan. When you are dealing with members of Congress like that, how difficult is it to advocate for Israel's future? So, Tony, thank you for for these comments. It is definitely disappointing and disturbing the fact that these statements are are made. And I'd like to also say that, as what I mentioned before, this is a tragedy for the Palestinian people, because the people who are so-called pro-Palestinian and care about the rights and the future, the humanity of the Palestinian people, need to understand that by supporting Hamas, a terrorist organization that really hijacked and took advantage, they make the Palestinian people human shields in the Gaza Strip. That is not supporting the Palestinian cause or peace. It's doing the exact opposite. That's for that. But I would like to look at the other side and to see the many, many, many supporters of Israel's right for self-defense. We saw President Biden reiterating that message in his calls with Prime Minister Netanyahu, Secretary of State Blinken that emphasized that message. I also, Tony, visited the Grand Prix in Indianapolis a few days ago, which was an amazing experience. People I've never met before came to me and said, we support you. We support whose years of supporting Israel. So for me, that is much more important than to see some people demonstrating in some squares. I think the real support, the real people's support is with us, and we do our best to try and increase that support by talking to you today and talking to various other people around the Midwest. But the people around the Midwest... They're not the ones deciding whether or not there's a $758 million arms deal between the United States and Israel, as just was approved by President Biden. They're not the ones who recognize that the idea of aid from the United States is not so much about dollars. It is about the hardware to be able to defend itself against a series of radical enemies. And if that should go away, Israel is in an incredibly hard spot. You're talking about people who have decision-making power over quite literally the opportunities for life and death in, in, in Israel. So is there ever a moment where you find yourself reaching out to these members of Congress like Congressman Andre Carson directly? Look, we do various things. Some of them are more explicit. Some of them are more quiet diplomacy. We try and engage with every way possible, through our allies, through our partners, through direct conversation. I'm not saying this or another one we talk to, but we try and engage with whoever wants to hear. And those who don't want to hear, it's unfortunate for them, because I think talking makes the situation much more clear. And we have so many allies in Congress, in the Senate, in the different houses, also in the local, in the states. And and this is the more important part. So we hear the voices that you mentioned before, which are disturbing and disappointing, but the vast majority from both parties, Republican and Democrat, are clearly supporting Israel's right for self-defense. And we do everything possible to continue and to strengthen those ties with both members of parliament, members of Congress from both sides of the political parties. Sir, before I let you go, talking to Daniel Ashheim, Council for Public Diplomacy, Consulate General of Israel, to the Midwest. 
Will we see any of you're talking about the idea of trying to uh, uh, get to a ceasefire? There were 29 Democrats pushing for a ceasefire. You had Senator Todd Young of of Indiana and and a Democratic senator asking for a ceasefire. You talk about what it would take to get to a ceasefire with Hamas. The question is, how close do you think you are? Look, we have an interest eventually of getting stability and quiet and calmness to the region. Israel does not like military operation. This is not something we began. This We were dragged into it. And of course, then we know how to retaliate and we know how to defend, defend ourselves. And we are negotiating with whoever is coming here. We have different envoys here. The United States sent an envoy to the Middle East to discuss it. And we are discussing with our partners and friends to find a way to ensure that it's going to be a lasting lasting ceasefire again as i mentioned before not that hamas will decide next month to shoot again but to make sure it's going to last for a long time daniel ashheim i I thank you for taking the time i want to stay in touch i want to make sure i know what's going on as it's going on we will be checking in with you uh and with uh the the consulate general uh as the days and weeks unfold always a pleasure sir thank you for taking the time much 